When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Glad to get back to work. Uh, got a lot of work to do this week. Got a big game. Uh, Mississippi State, as you know, is, is a very good football team. Uh, as I say, the, uh, defensively, they're outstanding. I think they're number one in the country in points given up. They're like in the top five or ten in the Yards given up at 282 yards a game, giving up just over 12 points a game. So, I mean, do an outstanding job. Led up front by Sweat and Simmons, 94 and 9, who do a tremendous job. I mean, Simmons is so disruptive and athletic. Sweat's got 10 sacks, but everybody thinks of him as just a pass rusher. He's not. He's, he's a great run player, too. Can play physical, plays all that. But then you get caught up watching them, you don't realize how good the guys around them are. The other guys up front are tremendous players, 95 and 5 and 4 and all those guys. I mean, the whole crew, they rotate a ton of guys, 34. They're big, 6'5", 310, 15, 20, 25-pound guys that played a lot of football in the SEC, really good players and will play in the league somewhere. I mean, really do a good job. Backers are downhill, 40s, very physical. Lewis, uh, it's Thompson, and then Lewis is really athletic and plays, and uh, Gay is athletic, makes plays all over the field. They're, they're, they play great that way. They're physical. They're long. They're big. Their front seven is extremely physical in how they play football. Uh, secondary 38 does a great job. Active, makes plays in space, very instinctive, plays the ball, does a great job. 41's big and long and athletic. Two and three, the corners do a great job, along with 24, who two is back now from injury, who's a big 220-pound corner. You don't see those very often. 
that you even see him early in the season rushing the passer off the backside and tight ends are blocking him and he's beating them on pass rushes and things of that nature. And three does a great job in regard to there. They kicked the ball very well. They punted the ball very well last week, as you saw offensively. Uh, run the ball for over 250 yards a game. Uh, got great backs. I know one back is banged up. We'll wait and see how he is. But the other back that backs him up had 1,100 yards last year. So they're very loaded there. The quarterback, Fitzgerald, I know he had a couple turnovers last game. This guy can run the football. He still ran it for 100 some yards. He's the all-time leading rusher in SEC history as a quarterback, over 3,000 yards rushing. Not many tailbacks have that. Um, what he does, um, great competitor, tough guy, and I'm sure he will bounce back. And uh, offensively, skill-wise, got good skill guys outside, big and physical up front. Um, coached extremely. Joe does a great job with scheme, always coming up with new formations, new ideas, different things they do on offers, a new wrinkle each week and how they present things. So they do a really good job. And they've lost some tight, tough ball games, but they're a very good and very talented football team. A lot of NFL players on that team. They're coached very well. And defensively, Shoup does a great job. He mixes his fire zones and his regular blitzes and coverages. And, I mean, up front, he's got good people to do it with. And, I mean, they, they, he does a very, very good job on, on the defensive side of the football. So, this, we're going to have to go play. It's on the road, SEC game. Starkville's a very tough place to play. It gets loud. It gets nasty. And they will be juiced up and ready to play. It's a night game. And uh, we're going to have to play our tails off. We have to have a great week of preparation. Hopefully finish this season strong. Last week, I loved our kids. We did a good job as far as – our work ethic and getting better on ourselves. We worked on things, our fundamentals, just going back to blocking and stretch blocking and zone blocking and gap blocking and taking on blocks and, you know, all the things on offense and defense that, you you know, you, you don't get enough time to do during the season sometimes and really break down because you're trying to game plan and our coverages and how we played things and how we run routes and, you know, just really, really got detailed and trying to get back to the basics and fundamentals so we can finish up because at the end of the day, wanting to win is one thing, but being fundamentally sound is going to be the key to the success we have throughout the rest of the year and our ability to keep progressing and getting better. we got a lot of work to do and get better but good thing is we can do that so questions start with ben and then gabe are you preparing at all for just Fitzgerald? Or are you preparing to see the backup at all well you got to play for but you got to prepare for both guys you always do i mean that guy he, he has played very well and he's very athletic through five touchdowns in the opening game for them and can run also he's very quick very agile so i mean both guys still they're still they'll still be similar on offense when you go to that way, I mean, the scheme, you don't just go change your scheme, right? So each quarterback, you got to remember something. You change quarterbacks, say change schemes. Well, everybody else has to learn new plays too. So it doesn't just totally change. Now, what you may feature does, but they're still very similar because both guys can run and throw it. So we'll have to work for both. We'll have to watch film on both. Stay on the right, Gabe, and then Sam. I mean, they've been very good at home since you were at Auburn. Oh, what, yeah. what is it about that environment? It's not big, but that makes I mean, it's, it's a, listen, those guys play hard there. They have a lot of pride in what they do. And the other thing, they got good players. You don't, don't realize that Mississippi State's going to have a lot of draft picks on that team. That's a very, very talented football team. As, as Dan has said before he left, he thought it was going to be his most talented team he had since he was there. I mean, I heard, I remember hearing him say that in a, in a news conference somewhere. So, and they've had some really good football teams. And uh, you know, even back to Jackie and those guys, when we played them back then, there was a lot of guys. That, there's good football players in that state now, and they're coached well. And that's a tough environment to go into. They built that stadium up really nice. They take a lot of pride in it, and and they're going to be coached well. So, I mean, it's a hard play, and it's you know, it's not easy travel. It's easier now than it used to be. You had to stay way out of town at times before. You couldn't fly in. You just had to bus in and different things. And it was always hard to get in there. And that, that affects you when you play on the road, how you travel, where you travel to, and things like that. So all those things going in, and, and they got good players. Stay on the right. Sam, then Brent. Jimbo, I know different coaches have different philosophies on how they practice a team as you get toward the stretch run. For you specifically, how do you approach practice in terms of intensity level as we hit the home stretch? No, we're going we're to stay intense. You got to stay physical. I think you got to keep the fastball looking. We'll gauge that too. We can judge it by 
our parents of our players, how healthy we are, and our GPS, what our numbers say, and what our speeds and things. That's why we use that thing. We gauge them up and down, and each player we specifically target by what makes him the best. So I think that allows us to do it. But we still have to – you have to keep that fastball look and keep them engaged in what we're doing. And hopefully this break came at the right time after seven weeks. So you got five left at, you know, we, in the way we prepare in the offseason. Hopefully we'll and, – uh, and in the training room. I think our training room – I say that all the time. Our offseason weight and conditioning, but also the training room and how the development and the care and the guys taking care of those. Dan does it all awesome job of that too so I think we'll be in good shape and we'll keep the same practice down front Brent and to the left in in Jamon's absence how much has Courtney Davis's emergence helped you out oh tremendously I mean his ability to move around play different spots and because you know we move them all Buckley and Roger and hopefully get right we get Rogers back this week and be able to play and uh you know um getting that nine to step up and play like he's played and doing a good job but Courtney being able to move and do those different things has been very critical and, and that's what he is I mean he can play different spots and you know you have to move your guys around to the left, Travis. Coach, I know uh, the past couple weeks we've talked about some guys who've been banged up. Who do you expect back for? You know, you mentioned. Uh, g- give me anybody, and I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. It was uh, uh, Kendrick and Kendrick. Kendrick uh, could be ready to go. Uh, 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 Southern. Southern will be ready to go. Okay, thanks. both guys be ready to go. There's, sometimes I get on those long lists that hurt at the beginning of the year, so I'm not sure which guys you, you ask about. So we'll stay on. Left. As soon as I say it, I'd forget the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, hey, coach, over here. Yes, sir. Um, with Donovan out for the first half, who do you see starting in that safety role, and how does that change personnel-wise well, like in the second half? 14 will be, he'll go in there, and I mean, you know, with our normal personnel, he'll just replace, and Buddy will play in there, and then we'll move our nickel guys around with Capers and, and him back in there. So that's that, uh, you know, a good thing having those guys. They've all played a lot of football, so unfortunately we'll lose him for the first half. You're right. To the right. I don't want to even think about that. That gun put me in a bad mood. <laughs> Gabe, and then to the left, Justin. Jim, I'll ask you a couple more specific uh-huh. players, but uh, how close are we to seeing Michael Clemens and uh, Clifford Chapman? I, I don't know. That, that's, again, could be, couldn't be. Uh, I'm waiting. They say every week they're just not quite there and hit some sticking points, especially with that high ankle. The bone thing, how you heal, and that high ankle sometimes can – you can get to a certain spot sometimes and then it just doesn't release. It's, you know what I mean? So that's what's going on with Chad because he's working – they're both working their tails off. It's just how the bodies heal. To the left, Justin. I wish they would. <laughs> Coach, I know you've been happy with the way Kellen kind of goes through his progressions, but as teams start to try to take away Jace probably more than they mm-hmm. have early, how critical is it for Kellen to, to not stick on Jace maybe too long and get through his progressions? Oh, oh to it get is. To other guys? Well, not everything goes there. If you look at our ball distribution, last game, actually, Jace had seven, but Courtney had nine. You know what I mean? And we're still Buckley and Hezekiah, we're still getting three, four, five a game, and, and we're getting it to the backs. He's doing a really good job. If you look at our ball distribution, and our hit charts about where the ball is going with middle of the field, outside of the field, uh, and who's getting it thrown to him. You know what I'm saying? It, it's really being dispersed, and he's making the – you can see when we may call things, but if, if things aren't there and he's got the one-on-one backside and we feel good about it, he goes back there to it or the, you know, the two-on-one or whatever we got. So I think that's important. But it seems like Jay's making – but if you look, he's only got 29 catches. And Courtney's got 24, and somebody else has got 20. I think Buckley's got 20 or 22, like that, 23. And then we have a bunch with 15, and Rodgers hadn't played in a couple weeks, and he's still got 15. There's another with 15. So, I mean, our ball distribution, when I'm happy, one of the things I am happy about, we're getting balls to the right guys at times, but our ball distribution, our decision-making in that regard has been really good. The right side, Sam, and then Ben. Jimbo, you touched on Donovan earlier. I'm curious, haven't had experience with this one, what is the challenges of trying to prepare for when a guy is missing a half? I know you mentioned the guys, but just – how difficult does it make to cha- to prepare for that in, in terms of a challenge? And also, what is your overall thoughts on the rule that carries over an ejection into the half of a game? You know, um, when you're preparing, it's just like an injury, though. I mean, for us, as far as that goes, it's just like if a guy's injured, so that's how you got to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And Or he can play part of the time, so unfortunately. You know, I'm mixed on it. 
I, I just wish, I, I just think there's such a, and I'm not saying our leg, I'm just saying football in general has been very inconsistent on how it's called. And I think there's severe, I mean, but now for the safety of the game, you have to do it. But the severity of some of these are very nitpicky to go miss, I mean, you're missing that game, to go miss another half of the next game. I mean, I, I think that can be a little bit ridiculous in my point. Now, I mean, I think there's some that, that are very bad that I can understand that too. Maybe there's two levels to it. I don't, I don't have the answer. But, man, it, it just, I just see some someday and I've been watching this weekend. Some that were called, some that weren't called, and I'm going, that is. Well, that, wait a minute. I do this for a living. I'm, I know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand what they look at sometimes. And, and, it's, and it's opinion, and I'm not criti- – it's, it's very hard. Because the whole ultimate thing we're trying to do is be safe for kids. So I understand where everybody comes from. But I, I think we've got to find a uniformity somehow, some way, on how it's called with consistency. Because there's some, there's some tough ones in there. You know what I mean? And, you know, we had some in our games. that I mean, not in our, but I thought some – you know, we've had them against the other people that haven't been called that thing are just as bad. But, you know, that's not blaming anybody, but just how we call it and what we're looking at. Staying on the right, Ben. Didn't answer that, did it? Well, kind of to piggyback off that a little bit before I get to what I was actually going to ask about, do you talk – do you call Steve Shaw? Or, I mean, how does that oh, work? Oh, yeah, we do every week. And then, he, you know, you send your list of plays in, he sends it back with description and, you know, talks about the plays and the things that you agree with or disagree with. Steve's, Steve's great about that. He's very open, very open in your opinions, what you say. And, and, you know, I try to get – and the big thing from him, too, is not – you know, you may disagree with him, but at the same time, all right, how do I teach it? You know what I'm saying? And that's the interpretation, what it's holding, whether it's late hits, whether it's – you know, whatever it may be. I mean, the targetings, you know, all those things. Just making sure we're, you know, what's a block in the back, what's not a block in the back. Exactly on technical parts, you know, when you see one. I thought that was, no, well, okay, I got it. I'll clean it up. So he's, he's great about that. Yeah, and then the other thing was, when you, when you watch Kellen's tape so far through the, through the first seven mm-hmm. games of the year, what jumps out as the biggest difference between what you saw when you first came here? Well, I, I think understanding how to attack a defense. I, I think, and I know I'm not, that's not a knock on anything in the past. I think it comes from experience just learning to play the game and being around the game. You're a true freshman. You walk into a, a game and you're learning an offense. Man, it, people have no idea what a quarterback has to learn. And now I think he's, the game is beginning to slow down and he's understanding what he's seen on the other side. So how he attacks it and his decisions are better and he's more accurate because he's able to look at the right things quicker. I always say this, eye violations are the number one thing in football. You've got to have your eyes in the right place to be able to see what you got and then make a decision and process the game. And I think it's like you hear them in the NFL. The older those quarterbacks get, the more they – that's why Brady and, you know, Drew Brees and those guys, they've seen everything out of the sun. I mean, and when you fool them, you fool somebody. Cause, and that's why they're so good because, you know, like what Mahomes is doing right now is amazing because he's such a young guy, but he's getting his eyes in the right place, making calls. And you know, how long can they do that without getting bored? And I think that's the big thing with him. He's getting his eyes to the right place, processing the game, and making decisions on where the ball should go, and, and which allows you – to be more accurate because now you get I say I get another point three seconds my feet my body you know I can I can make the throws instead of it being late so I think just his overall knowledge of the game is getting better down front Brent and then Gabe a little bit of an offbeat question here but to me a radio show a coach's radio show weekly seems like almost like a throwback kind of deal very old school there's a lot of up close and personal interaction do you enjoy the, doing those I skills? love it I hate get, – get, get me off all that all that junk y'all doing right now. You know, I think – see, I think y'all should have a recorder and a pen and paper. I might make a rule right here. I may make a rule. You got to have a recorder and a pen and paper, and you got to do it old school. We'll see if you love it like we did when we got into it. And we had to make – I always tell those guys when we got – we became GAs, and we had to do cut-ups. Now you hit a button, and boom, 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 they're all done. I mean, literally in three seconds. You used to have to go through and cut the 16-millimeter tape out and take that play out. Then you'd have a list up on the board that says, I'll say all your uh, go routes. You know, something right there. So every go route you put, then you take a piece of tape and you'd stick it on the wall. 
and they'd hang up there, and then you get them all, then you'd have to go back and you'd take a splicer what it, mm -hmm. and a thing and put them together, get the right thing, splice them, and put them on a reel yourself. That's how you made teaching reels, and that's how you'd, if, I, if they had to do that with these young coaches, they'd quit in two seconds. <laughs> if y'all had to go do it, if y'all had to write your notes out and get on a hand recorder, y'all wouldn't even do it. Y'all quit, huh? Good. That's good. I, 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 but, but the interaction of personality. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's like people say recruiting. Are you on Twitter? Are you on social? Yeah, that's great. And you do connect with kids. But at the end of the day, I still think the personal interaction with people, being able to sit and have a conversation, shake a guy's hand, get on the phone with him, talk to I mean, hear your voice and do things the right way, I still think is priceless. And I, and I love seeing the fans. I love seeing people. And I like people. I mean, I, I like to talk, and as you know. <laughs> to the right, Gabe, and then Olin. Go ahead. We'll let you talk to our bosses. <laughs> I, they'd save money. <laughs> now they'd have to put you up down here. You'd have to stay around here all the time. That, you know, I do miss that, and I joke about that, where you had that, and the guy sat, and he did a report, and it'd be at the end of the week. And, and I don't mean that, because y'all are in here. It's a different time. I'm not saying that. But you always had to, you got a relationship with y'all, too, because you sat around and you was here all week, and you was at practices, and you got to interact, you got to talk with the guy, and, and, you, could, and you could say things, you know, hey, don't, but this, and then give the real scoops of stories, and it was, it was such a personal deal. I, I mean, I loved it back then, and not, not that I don't now, but I think it's, because it, it's hard on y'all, because what y'all try, you have to get a story out, make sure you get a hit, make sure people see it, do all, it's a different day and time, but sometimes that old school stuff ain't bad. All right, we'll go Gabe, Ben, and Olin, y'all wrap it up. <laughs> I almost forgot my question. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of old school football, it happens in the trenches, Jimbo. We talk a lot about Kellen's growth from first year to second year because he's a quarterback. But how about your tackles? What are you seeing in the two sophomores that are now in their second year of the program? Getting their eyes woken up. I mean, you play in this league and the guys on the edge you play against and what you do. And I think a lot more consistency and a lot more understanding of the physicality that's determined. And these guys are two very young, talented guys. I mean, they really are. They're different in some how their styles a little bit, but they're both are very successful and can be very, very good players. And I think you're seeing more consistency. And I think the reality of what it takes to play on the edge. I mean, you have to – I mean, playing on the edge in a league like this is the best league in college football, and you, especially you have the best D lineman. And when you're out there on the edge, it's, it's the closest thing to the NFL. And, you know, there's guys that can bring it off that edge. And we're going to see one – we're going to see a couple of those guys this weekend for sure. And uh, it makes you – be very humble and, and understanding how you got to prepare and how much better each week you just got to keep getting better because the challenges just keep growing. We'll go Ben and then Olin, you'll wrap us up. You know, just, I just, since you brought it up, I figured <laughs> I'd talk about it. You know, right. Going back to, I guess, the media stuff, do you feel like a lot of that, the, the lack of the old school mentality has kind of changed because of the way coaches kind of view the media and, and the way the, the restrictions have been placed over time? I mean, how much of that is kind of eroded? Well, I think that and I been. think how quick, and I don't mean this, Ben, I mean how quick y'all do stories. And sometimes there's not the in-depth uh, research done on them. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it becomes a trust factor. I mean, you've got to just put out the right things and do the right things. Because you, 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 you don't get time to say, hey, I'm going to write this. And say, that's really not true. That's not the way it should be said, Ben. This is what we're trying to say. You know what I'm saying? I think that interaction has gone. But that's just the way of the world. I mean, I'm, I'm not blaming on nobody. It's just you, you, you're trying to do what you have to do for your paper and your job. And we have to do what's best for our kids and our job. I mean, it's, sometimes there's... There's a similar thing that we're trying to accomplish, and sometimes it's not, you know, it's not, that's not what's best for us, and that's not what's best for you, and I understand that. I mean, because we can agree to disagree, but I respect what you do and how you do it because that's the world you live in. You know what I'm saying? I, but I think that that true interaction of saying, and you come and I'm saying, for instance, if you're an old, hey, I'm writing this, and I'm, this is what, no, that's not, that's not really true. This is really what's true. And sometimes they change it, sometimes they don't, but I think that those days are just, unfortunately, are going. You know what I'm saying? From that. Because the world's different. It's just the way it works. Olin, you wrap us up. Yeah, Coach, I know you weren't around, but Nick Fitzgerald has uh, uh, been a 
major problem for A&M's. Had big games oh, in both times. Had to open up that game. There was a 70-yard touchdown run a couple years ago and broke that. I, I know. Trust me, I've watched all this. Uh, uh, guy's a heck of a football player. How do you contain a guy like that? And, oh, by the, and the second to that part, I'm sure your players are aware of his uh, recent struggles throwing the ball. Do mm-hmm. you have to tell them not to pay attention to that? Yeah, you yeah, listen, that guy's a great player. And he's gonna he'll rebound. He's played in big time games. He's had consistency over a long period of time, and he is a heck of a football player. Everybody has times where you don't play as well as you want to. But the guys are true competitors. That guy watch, he'll be out of back and, and be ready to play this week and he'll get back to his basics and, and play a great game. That's just the way it is, and that's what great players and great competitors do, and I have a lot of respect for Nick. He's a he's a heck of a football player. All right, coach, thanks.